0: I just got an email. Okay, not, I just I, got an email back from Leroy from the Prodigy. I'm just trying to see whether he said yes or not. What? Yeah.
1: But I, I, Don't keep us in suspenders.
0: Well, I can't. I can't get the email. I just saw it pop up.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, gonna oh, take no, he said no. <laughs> Fuck off, then. All right. <laughs> At least he answered, eh?
0: Welcome, we are Neil,
2: Luke and Dave
0: Three 40-somethings, reminiscent
1: on the runners and riders of 90s guitar music We look at the bands who soundtracked our youth on both sides of the pond And interview some of our heroes from the bands that defined a generation
2: You'll hear about the good, the bad and the ugly 90s guitar music
0: This podcast is stupid and contagious Hello and welcome to the Stupid and Contagious podcast. This is a brand new podcast dedicated to guitar music from the 90s. My name's Neil. I deal with all the tech side of things, um, socials, all that
1: type of stuff. You've
0: probably seen me on Facebook, in the Facebook group.
1: Uh, I'm Luke. Uh, I'm the music nerd uh, with the uh, big record collection, as you can see behind me.
2: I'm Dave here for the ride lucky enough to be friends with these two experts but i was alive in the 90s enjoyed the 90s and enjoyed the music so uh looking forward to it
0: yeah luke tell us a bit about um why we've started this podcast
1: yeah so i mean to be honest so the 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 main thing was just uh we've we've been friends since uh since school basically since we were 12 or 13 and we just saw the podcast as a good kind of excuse to kind of get together uh catch up uh have a chat about uh you know the 90s and the music that we were listening to and have a bit of a nostalgia fest and so yeah we thought if, if it's interesting for us then it might be interesting for other people and then that kind of evolved in it and we started to think about doing interviews and stuff like that um so yeah, it's gonna be so yeah, that was basically how it came about and how it's evolving.
0: It kind of all came about well not well kind of by accident, we just kinda of got chatting. Um yeah, about nineties music like we always do. And then um we thought, well, maybe other people would be interested in
1: chatting about nineties music. Literally um, exactly what I just fucking said, Just <laughs> 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 repeating. Yeah, I thought
0: people wouldn't really understand what you were saying. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's true. I mean, uh, my, my... Yeah, you're right, you're right. Go on, go on. I should get, I should have put been, subtitles for me. You've
0: been living in Japan now, for a on. while.
1: I have. I, yeah, I should I should have said I'm based in, in Tokyo, by the way. That's probably why you can't understand my accent. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Well, yeah, basically that's it anyway. So, yeah, um... <laughs> But yeah, the interview thing kind of came about by accident, really, because um, I just thought, because we were, initially we were just going to do a podcast, just sort of us, um, and we thought that that's only sort of sustainable for so, for so long, before it probably gets a little bit boring for everyone else. Yeah. So then we thought we'd try and get players from the, the 90s involved. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah. I just shot a few people some emails that are in bands, and um, amazingly, they got back to me and agreed to come on. And it's kind of taken on a life of its own. So,
1: that's basically how the podcast is going to work. So, not every episode, but most episodes, there'll be uh, an interview. Um, so far, the ones we've done have been quite long, so kind of a long form uh, interview. Uh, we'll introduce uh, a bit about the band, and we'll have a chat about our own kind of memories of the band. Either if we did manage to go and see them live, we'll have a chat about that. Uh, anything else we're going to be doing? Yeah, we to do... some
2: wangs? Uh? <laughs> 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 going to <be> some <laughs> wangs. There are wang? there are. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave, explained um, what? What do you mean by wang?
2: Oh, what you, why would I have to explain that?
0: <laughs> what are
2: you talking you about, Neil? It's <laughs> I to have like? What's
0: a wang? Everyone knows what uh, a wang is. Of course, All right.
2: They just do. in case they don't know,
0: right.
2: A wang is just when we chat about something about nineties. Maybe take a chart, for example, from from a particular week, a particular year, talk about those those songs that were in the charts.
0: Wang's not a thing though, is it? You are... <laughs> <laughs> is
1: it? It is now. Um, yeah, so we were thinking, we haven't right. decided yet, but maybe like every, every month or so we'll have like a non-interview um, episode where we'll... Like, yeah, we'll talk about a chart or, like, a, an album or, like, an event, maybe, something yeah, like we're, that. Yeah, we're kind of in, undecided,
0: you know? undecided on this, so if, you, if anyone watching or listening to this has got any ideas, it needs to be something that we can sustain over a period of time. So, yeah,
2: mm. um, a feature that we I can... I had a really good on. idea for a wang the other day. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant to write it down, but um,
1: yeah. Thanks for that. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but um, for the moment, I mean, the guests are going to be the the core of, of the shows, and upcoming guests in the first few episodes are. Well, we've Neil. got we've no, got not an interview. Neil. He's not a guest, Go
2: right? Yeah,
0: we've got an interview with Ben Harding from the Census Things.
2: And crucially, to all of that, the other thing we took from. The American Hardcore thing was: we are equal to you. We are not different. We are not better. We are equal. Right, yeah. We are all the same, and this is our. This is thing. a
0: big gang. This, this is yeah. our gang, this is and the, we're
2: all yeah. in. Showing, we're not showing you anything. We're reflecting yeah. you back at yourself.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So and it works. We're
1: still loyal thirty years later. Well, yeah, it yeah, it that's worked, the, right? I it still worked. got a
0: loyal fan base.
2: That, that's what I love about the Facebook group because yeah. because you know it's um, it's unconditional. And that's that's what I really love about
1: it. We've got an amazing uh, interview with uh, Roddy Bottom from Faith No More.
2: I really loved, like, our what we set out to do. And it was, like, super adventurous and provocative. I loved that mm. about it and weird yeah. and really different from, like, anything that other people were doing. And I loved that about it. Like, we had a real sense of, like, surprise and sort of volatility and weirdness that just, like, was super different and I was really proud of that but in that same sort of like breath I never thought that like general masses like people could get (laughs) on board with what we were doing it felt felt too weird it's like how could anyone like this I loved it but I'm a weirdo and we were all weirdos it just didn't make sense that other people would like it and we've got Jeremy Cunningham, Jeremy Leveller from the Levellers. Glastonbury, you've still got the record for the highest
0: attendance, right? That's never going to be broken now, is it? 300,000, is that right?
1: I think it's 350 or something, but it only got that big because of um, being let in under the fence by a raster charging you 20
0: quid. (laughs) See, yeah, you stopped that in (laughs) 1994, I think, right? Did it feel big at the time? Like when you looked out, did you think, Fucking hell, there's a lot of people here?
1: Yeah, I did, but I did, <laughs> but at that point we're so used to playing massive festivals. Just hanging I just remember people hanging out of trees and hanging off of them climbing up the mixing desk tower and I remember it being really good and
2: being well pleased. Well pleased with it.
0: So yeah, they're, they're the first sort of three that we got lined up for you We got we have got um, quite a few more that we've done as well so and more in the more booked in for the coming weeks um, but yeah uh, I think we weren't surprised but from doing the interviews because uh, uh, initially I think we were going to do sort of 20 minute half an hour interviews but just from doing the interviews uh, these people they're just like super interesting and we think that you're all going to find it super interesting so we haven't cut the interviews down, that's why the, the podcast is going to be fairly long, but they're the people that you want to hear from and uh, we don't really want to sort of have to cut bits out, so we're going to leave the
1: interviews pretty much as they are. And um, yeah, they've been pretty uh, engaging and I mean, well, Dave was kind of disappointed how unrockstar rockstar they are because everyone's been so nice and exactly
2: on time uh, yeah. to speak to very us. Very
0: punctual, very punctual.
2: Not disappointed though. I I really like that. You know, I was a bit intimidated by the idea of meeting rock stars, but they're just nice people.
1: Lovely people.
2: Who'd have thought?
1: Yeah. Uh (laughs) Who'd have thought? eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So far, everyone's been super nice. Right.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. and really, really interesting. Um, we could, could these interviews could go on for hours, but I guess we have to stop them at some point. Plus, we're taking up their valuable time. But um, yeah, we, we love, we've we loved doing them and I, we really do think that you're going to enjoy listening to them, which is the whole point of the podcast, I guess. We well. hope that you're all um, enjoying the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, um, then I'll, there'll be a link uh, below in the show notes and all that sort of thing where you can go and join the Facebook group. But that's a really nice place to hang out. Um, we sort of just post videos and stuff from the 90s and people have been getting engaged in that side of things so yeah definitely join that group because uh we've been having a lot of fun there as well
1: yeah speaking of that and um, we got a, a few questions from a couple of people on the facebook group um so oh, we thought we, uh, we use this kind of introductory episode to uh to answer those questions shall i ask the first one is that okay
0: yeah
2: mm.
1: yeah yeah all right, so well, there's two from Craig Scott. The first one is, um, "What do you think made the '90s indie rock scene so good?" Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Go on.
0: I can say why I think uh, the last really good period of of music for for a number of reasons, really. But what I've picked up on. Uh, we've spoken about it with some of the guests. It was the last real generation before mobile phones, the internet, all that sort of thing. So I think there was more of a, I don't know, a sense of community, subcultures. Luke loves subcultures. so I'm sure <laughs>
1: You're, you're you going to be hearing a Blank lot about uh, the history of youth subcultures from me. Uh, yeah, go on, go on, go on.
0: But yeah, I think the, the, the climate at that time lended itself to these emerging subcultures and um yeah and I think since then internet and although the internet I think can be a force for good we wouldn't be doing this podcast without the internet so you know there's good and bad things have changed since then I I would say and uh, the way that people consume music and go and watch music is is different to what it was in the 90s I think most people will be able to agree with that or disagree, I don't know.
2: But the technology has changed music as well, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, love or hate modern music, it's just perfect, isn't it? It's like yeah. perfectly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. produced. Yeah. And the raw guitar stuff from our era, it stands out against it.
0: I think so, yeah, I think so.
2: Like, um... But it's too perfect now.
0: Yeah, and there's no real way back from that either because even bands that sort of try and maintain the rawness of a live sort of recording, it's just too tempting to sort of, you know, get it all perfect because it's so easy to do and it's really hard to sort of not do that now, I think.
2: There's another boring answer is that we're we're just biased. (laughs) But <laughs> this, this is the
0: same. We're we're old, and I think everyone, every kid, will say that, that their generation's music was the best generation, right? So maybe we just. I old.
1: don't think so. So I don't think so because I think I I always think that the best music is the music that's being made now. Yeah. So I always think new music is is the best music because it's it's building on everything that's gone before it, and it's right. able to do that. So I don't I don't think the nineties is the best music ever but right. my answer is why what made it so good it's i think my is similar to you uh neil i think like um the kind of that sense of uh kind of being part of something bigger than yourself that kind of youth subcultures allow um yeah i think when you're the age we were which is you know early uh, uh, mid early to mid teens basically yeah. then there's there's just nothing more important and to be able to kind of connect well to put both of your points together to kind of connect like that in 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 the physical world right where you need with other people going to live gigs whatever going to the walrus to buy the cassette that makes you feel part of of, of some ink, you know and i think yeah i think music because we talked about it um in an upcoming uh interview with uh Stu whiffin from That's the right, thing yeah. yeah the idea of kind of you know there's a there's less tribalism than there used to be, um, which yeah. is a good work, good thing in a lot of ways. But yeah. I think it's what, for me, is what made the indie and uh, the '90s guitar scene so so great and so important. Well, Dave, what do you reckon about this? Because you, you know, you claim you were never really part of the scene. You never really put your full identity. D- I mean, into Dave being was kid, he, he so. was busy
0: listening to the Lighthouse Family. Come on. <laughs> I mean, would this, the this family will, have,
1: Was there a similar youth subculture this, around the this family? Might,
0: this might be a, um, a bit of an ongoing joke because.
1: Uh,
2: it's um, not a joke. He fucking no, loves the Lighthouse family. No it's secret. not a joke.
0: Dave's a big fan of the Lighthouse family. So, yeah. so it
2: was just, make, you know, you just, at that age, you make one comment that you might mu- impart <laughs> that you might like something and that forms the basis of your entire identity for the rest of your life.
0: Pretty much. You're welcome, <laughs> much. man.
2: You're welcome. Yeah. But I did like. I did like the Lighthouse man, <laughs> it was quite good. Do like the Lighthouse hands. You
0: weren't Come on, lifted and an ocean drive is pretty good. Yeah. It's a good tune. There. But
2: to Luke's question, I think what I just found it I just saw other people able to just lose themselves in those concerts and crowd surfing i could never crowd surf so i I like the music but i didn't really like all of the like when those heavy gigs
0: i'm with you with the crowd surfing i only did it once at teenage fan club at that first that essential festival it was the worst experience of my life
2: well that's not. that's good to hear because i thought oh i should be enjoying that i I should be wanting to do that and i just did not want to do that
0: luke crowd surfing yes or no
1: well, again, I've only done it the once. Um, it was to, with the upcoming guests, uh, Dodgy, uh, right. at the Essential Festival in Brighton. I, I loved it. I loved it. It's great. I hated it. Mind you, I didn't do it again.
0: Because so. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing those like elasticated trousers that everyone used to wear back in the day. With the, I think, you know, the traveller Like sort crazy of trousers. pants. Yeah. And they just yeah. pretty much nearly got ripped clean off just wasn't fun yeah yeah but what's actually what what was the question
1: <laughs> what made it so good? what made the rock scene so good
0: yeah I, it was just there was good music around as well, right I mean that's a simple answer, but there were just some really great bands around at the time
2: I yeah, think. and some interesting like listening to one of the interviews was interesting, like you know how that American juggernaut just sort of mm. Thundered over the British scene, really did. But they were great bands too. And looking back, there's yeah, a, and yeah, so there's kind a of lot two different that happened. Two it's different subcultures
0: kind of competing at one point.
2: Yeah, you had the Grebo
0: yeah. bands over here, and then the grunge scene kind of yeah, like a juggernaut came
1: crashing. Yeah, and, through and it all seemed that. like the the, the second Kurt pulled the trigger, Britpop exploded. Right, it was. Right, uh, yeah.
2: Well, Swade and it's come back along, back over then, the didn't Atlantic. It? You know, is that why he did it? Do you think <laughs> to,
1: ki- to kill it,
2: to kill off that scene. Yeah, he thought let's let's give the Brits a chance, maybe.
1: Or was it a murder plot? Did like um, Brett Anderson from Swade, like act secretly kill Kurt Cobain?
0: I mean, I'm not sure if that's libelous or Can not. Can we broadcast
1: that?
2: But... <laughs> it, could... I'm a just bit, saying, it's it just a bit be of speculation.
1: True. <laughs> I mean it's like well look we're struggling here. I mean we're we're doing all we can but we, we just can't get any press, right? What do you yeah. do? You, you, you might have it. T- t- you bite the head off the it. snake, man. That's what you th- Well blow the head off the snake. That's what they did, you know?
0: I mean, you know, and they pointed the finger at all these other people. Exactly. I
1: mean, oh, it's Courtney Tony Blair. Blair. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide, Courtney, oh, heroin. No. It's a nascent Britpop <laughs> band.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, it could
1: that could be it.
0: But no, yeah, I think um, great, great bands on both sides of, of the pond at the time. Uh, that's quite rare in itself, I think. Two different yeah. sort of yeah, subcultures. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and it was a time when, you know, guitar music could get into the charts. You know, guitar music yeah. was, it was pop music, um, yeah. which is great. It's just great if you, like, if you like guitars like we do. It's just, it's just perfect, right? All right, second question from Craig Scott. Um, <laughs> Neil, do you want to ask it?
0: Yeah, yeah this is a good one. So we've if got you an three yeah, if you three formed an indie band in the 90s, what would you be called? Well, we did. We formed an indie band <laughs> in the did. 90s. We played in your garage about three times.
1: We did. So and basically we... one Christmas we all got guitars. The, the same Christmas we all got guitars and little amps. True Is story. that right? Did you have one before, Dave? No, it's, are we all,
0: all the same, Christmas. Oh, he might have been, he get might it been for early. Christmas. Bought it with my own hard-earned money from right, Tufan. yeah, because he had a proper job, right,
1: right. Two-cums. right. So he he he. So Dave had a guitar first, and then me and Neil both got them on the same Christmas same Christmas. Day,
0: That's right.
1: And we went into my garage, all with little amps and guitars, not knowing how to play. Well, Dave could play a bit, right?
0: Yeah, Dave. Dave he's still. Quite I could a good do player. four
2: chords, I think. So you
0: need, yeah. But the band—I um, don't know if we actually called the the band this, but I think this was more sort of a—I can't remember how it came about. But I always said that a good name for a band would be Ferocious John, and I think that's what we uh, we'd have gone with.
2: I think we no, would. And when, um, when, uh, when I saw the question, on, I forgot that entire story that you've just told. It's a
0: true story, though.
2: So it's true, and
0: the the. Mm.
2: I was thinking of... Oh, what, you've Miss got a different Miller. answer, go on. I still Miller used to call us.
0: What did he call us?
2: The hairy men. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really odd. Well, well, we we were the only kids in school it. with long hair, right?
1: Because we were the yeah, grunges.
2: If you've got strange long hair, you're not
1: called
0: hairy, say, are you? So no. A weird, you should... But he also said that you shouldn't use soap, didn't he? That's oh, no, tr- you should use Or deodorant, you shouldn't use soap. Don't use
1: deodorant. No deodorant, yeah. He was, no, sorry, he was a science teacher for people listening. He was our science teacher. Yeah. We decided to, yeah. the first album was going to be called Unnecessary Violence. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, we had a band name, an album name, and I, I, I still think that Ferocious John is a good name for a band. So
1: it's John without an H, just J O N. Well. J O N. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a massive difference. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary
0: uh, violence. Great name for an album. If someone, if so, if you can have that. If someone else wants that name, yeah, they can have
1: it. Uh, a good Dave, question, though. Ask Craig? Final, they asked a good one. Do you want to ask the last question from Ian Laurie, Dave? Take three. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. um, we're going to move on to the final question, and we're going to be honest and say this is our third attempt to answer uh this question so uh it's from the facebook group uh ian laurie which i believe is your your mate neil is that right uh
0: yeah uh, co-founding member of uh brit pop band the uh main street not the yeah. main, street.
1: main street yeah main street yeah yeah I was, I was going to explain who they were but i'm sure most people listening know know who they are so yeah you yeah, should that. They're, uh, Neil, they're Neil's band, by the way, uh, listeners or, or viewers. Uh, anyway, um, Dave, do you want to read uh, Ian's um, question that proves too difficult for all of us?
2: Go. What elements of the 90s Indian alternative scene do you predict could reoccur in the future and what elements do you feel could never be repeated and why? Uh, I'm going to go start first? this time because I want to <laughs> keep you on the, on the right
1: path. So um regarding reoccur of course nobody knows but um i i really hope there's going to be uh a return of politics coming back to uh indie music or uh guitar music so like some of the bands we've been talking to um um since the levelers and that they're talking about the criminal justice bill and all that that was going on in the early 90s and um you know at the moment you know the well especially in the UK everything is so fucked it's, yeah the stage you know, is set
0: right the stage is set, the stage for is set a, yeah you know yeah. something
1: um yeah someone else posted in the facebook page uh, benefits album um couple of days ago that's like full on fierce angry political ranting basically and it's just a great it's a great great uh record so that's like a good start but i mean they're never going to be you know mainstream so there needs to be something i don't know there needs to be something what, do you, what but the do you, movements
0: what do you the movements in the 90s weren't mainstream either really were they? the bands of the 90s weren't mainstream bands true. but they still had a point true. to
1: make
2: by chance really that they burst out it wasn't because of the politics was it
1: no true yeah true yeah so and a lot of them kind of used their platform once they got it um, to to go into a bit more political stuff as well. They didn't start off political necessarily, so yeah, that's true. That's true. I think
0: that I think the music and the movements are probably already there. It's just well, Luke, you you would probably be up on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of bands like that. So Benefits is a really good example. Um, the they, you know, just angry ranting about the state of britain basically under this kind of industrial kind of very simple kind of beat and it totally works um i don't know there must be some more that i'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head um there must be some more right yeah there's got to be right yeah
0: but i guess in terms of musical movements there aren't really there haven't been hasn't been one for a while that I can think
1: of no right so we were talking about this to upcoming guest Stu Whiffin right so yeah, I, I can't think of a, a, a youth subculture since emo no not really basically right. so maybe that's something there'll be a new one that'll come along I hope that's something that could reoccur a different youth subculture come up
2: we struggle with the question so I had to reach for my old friend chat GPT
1: uh, very oh calm. here
2: we go did you oh, ask that exact good. question I asked that exact question, oh, on, yeah. that's and I'll just summarise. So it gave me three things that could repeat mm. and three that were less likely to repeat. So could repeat, the lo-fi recording techniques, you know, the yeah. raw sounds definitely could make a comeback. Well, that's
0: like why vinyls come, made a comeback, it? Isn't
2: it? I, like I, think I don't think it, it could, but it would, have to be, it, it would have to be
1: deliberately manipulated to be raw. So it would be like inauthentically well, you, raw
0: you can still record to tape it's quite hard to find studios that still record in that way and okay. i think it's diffi- okay. difficult for bands to to stay true to that as well because if you've got the option to get all the drums in time and all that sort of thing then bands are just going to take that option most of the
2: time yeah and, yeah and things never repeat exactly do they it's like history no. true it just it kind of comes back in a similar shape okay yeah
0: yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you're never like gonna you're never gonna have the exact recording processes that you had back in those days. Especially that was when like um synthesizers and stuff like that were fairly new. They came around sort of mid to late eighties. So, you know, when sensor were doing their thing early nineties with, you know, a live DJ and stuff, that's insane yeah. at that time yeah. to be doing that sort yeah, of thing.
1: That was
2: really impressive. But
1: maybe, maybe yeah. like the lo fi thing to come in the future will be like just from people like recording on their phones and shit and uploading it yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. TikTok and that's <laughs> yeah. why it's lo-fi and then it becomes a massive yeah, right. hit
2: right because the third yeah. thing it said was the DIY culture mm. could repeat yeah. and that's what you're saying really isn't it yeah yeah yeah
0: i mean bands already you can you can record uh, like a radio quality song in your room now. You can well, we'll look at
2: Bil-
1: Billy, Eilish. Billy right? Eilish. That whole yeah. first album was all recorded literally, bedroom. literally in her, in her teenage yeah. bedroom. Yeah. So, yeah. you know,
0: that's exciting. I think stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Although yeah. like it's a shame about bands not going into studios anymore. Cause I, I just think that's something that every band should do just cause it's a really good experience. Uh, that is a shame. And you know, it's a shame that all the studios are,
1: you know? yeah, what was the other one, ChatGPT reckoned?
2: Yeah, it could repeat the emphasis on authenticity, you know, rejection of mainstream values. Mm. Um, I think in an earlier answer, we were talking about how young people today are maybe a bit more open minded with the music, whereas we're a bit closed minded because, and maybe that links to the politics a bit as well, that. Um, you know, you had to be authentic. You had to believe those things that, like the bands we like to believe. And mm. if you weren't in that group, you kind of, you know, shunned yeah. from that scene a bit.
0: I think mm. a lot of on the political side of things. I think a lot of youngsters these days. It's not that they. It's not that they. They're uh, not involved in it. It's more they see it all and just think it's all bollocks. They're all... It's all bullshit. Uh, I
1: think it's just, or they care you know. about different things, right?
0: Yeah, but I think they've sort of given up trying to change things because they can just see that it's just a... It's all a load of nonsense.
1: I don't know, man. I think the next generation that are coming through, they've got the potential, right?
0: Oh, yeah, they've got yeah. their heads screwed on for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, Dave, what's less likely according to uh, ChatGPT?
2: Less likely to repeat, you know, that exact cultural context... of course you remember the 90s end of the Cold War you remember Fukuyama I've probably pronounced his name right the end of history end end of history yeah yeah. Um, the
1: Berlin Wall came down right
2: yeah time of hope really I mean that was a Mm. moment that's that's gone yeah I I I think repeat exactly
0: yeah that's true like um, yeah just the historical context of when the music was around is that plays a big part right yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have had um, "Wind of Change" by the Scorpions.
1: <laughs> Pretty good. Did you Did you listen to that uh, podcast about it? That song. What the wind, wind of change? Ah, no. oh, so you should. You should listen. It's great. It's like this eight part. Um, it's like an investigative. Eight parts. eight parts, like investigative. On that one song. Yeah. Well, so there's a apparently like, so this bloke. American journalist, he heard that The wind, wind of Change was written by the CIA. It's like a <laughs> rumour in the CIA circles that they wrote that song. So the whole series is basically his investigation to see whether it's true if the CIA wrote Wind of Change or not in order to like, you know, bring down Russia. Or is that a spoiler? Um, I won't, I won't. Everyone should should listen to it. It's a really, it's a really good uh, podcast series just called Wind of Change. Have a listen. Mm. Have a listen.
2: So yeah, if we... Covered everything?
1: Have we we, we answered it?
2: Well, it gave a couple more. So one was novelty factor, which is kind of obvious. You know, things won't repeat in the same way because it was new then. You can't just copy it. Yeah. No,
1: I don't think that's what Ian meant in his question, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But,
2: you know, you you can build on it and take it to the next level. That band Greta Van Fleet that I was talking about. Yeah. They they just were so like led zeppelin yeah but so much better you know they'd obviously based the the music on it but taken it to a new level
1: but also you've got the hysterical perspective right so like when led zeppelin were releasing songs they were still working out who what led zeppelin were right but now you've got like 40 years behind you to think about it and investigate it and play around with it and analyse it. And then you can make it better than it was, right? I would yeah. like to see, I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing based on the the uh, podcast title, but I just want to see more guitars. I just yeah. want to see more guitars come back,
0: basically. Well, there are guitar bands, aren't there? Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of guitar bands. It's just you probably don't like them.
1: Yeah, because they're dull as shit. Well, it's yeah. like the 1975.
0: Right. Like, right. like Stu, Stu was talking about this as well. Like, yeah. I know you don't like them, but, yeah, you know, there's no denying they've struck a chord. Like, they're gigs, huge gigs over and Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, the, and the, the whole, the production of the show is supposed to be, I, I didn't go to any of the gigs, but I did see some of them on YouTube and they did look like really good shows,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah.
0: Have we answered yeah.
1: it? I think we're done. I think we've tried. We've, we've tried. tried hard. We've That's tried all we him. can do. That's all we yeah. can do. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's finish up this uh, inaugural first uh, episode.
0: Yeah, so this is us. This is... Uh, we, we run the podcast.
1: Did we introduce but, ourselves at the start? We did, not we? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We've okay. done
0: all that. Yeah. But what we, re- we really do want to build a bit of a community here. Um, the facebook group there there is already one growing it's really nice to see people getting involved although we like reminiscing on the 90s and that's the point of the podcast uh hopefully we can all introduce each other to new new music at the same time you know
1: or even like new to me music so you know there was loads of stuff in the 90s that we missed because we probably were in these kind of tribal bubbles so um introduce us to stuff we probably don't know even if it's from the 90s if that's what you're into That'd be great, always looking yeah. to discover new stuff, you know.
0: There's no judgment, you know. Music is
1: subjective, so, you know. Except the Lighthouse family, who are objectively <laughs> shit. <laughs> well,
0: it's important, you know, in order for other people to be be able to find this this podcast, and we'd really appreciate it if you can leave a re- review, I think, if you're listening to it. Not really, 100% sure how all the podcast platforms work, but
1: you leave a review, whatever it helps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whatever it asks you to do or invites you to do, then do that. It really helps us out in, uh,
1: yeah. Getting this and word of mouth is the best way. Basically, if you like it and you enjoy the interviews and stuff, um, tell a friend, tell a couple of friends and, uh, just spreading it through word of mouth is, is, uh, is probably the best way t- to do it. And hopefully like Neil said, grow the community and, um, Yeah. See where yeah, it goes,
0: you know. If you're watching this on YouTube, then make sure you subscribe to the channel. Leave comments. Um, keep the
1: conversation going.
0: Yeah, it just really helps because um, it's it's a new podcast. And people need to find it in order to be able to enjoy it and listen to it. So help us out in that respect.
1: See you next time. <laughs> uh, next interview. Next will be our first interview. See you then. See you
0: then.